Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Let's get into our Counterpoint. And tonight we've got Andy Stinton. Yay! Little guy. We've already covered two topics, Botox and hair plant transplants. Neither of which I was talking about. So those were (laughs) clearly not Michael. Michael. That was old Michael. And of course, Michael Diamond, who, uh, is it Pupstream or Upstream? It's Upstream. And thank you, Andy. Now the folks who only hear my voice now know (laughs) that I am thinning on top. I wouldn't call that thinning. Well, I wasn't talking about the Botox either, so you guys can own that one too. I was just over here just I don't need Botox. I'm already a sex symbol. Mm -hmm, Okay. Jagmeet Singh, speaking of... um, Who? Exactly. Not just struggling to catch on. I don't understand the question. (laughs) Well, neither he did. Neither did he. Um, Clearly, he did not know the basics of of really what was going on in the world. He was asked over the weekend, you know, kind of a common question in political uh, circles, like, um, you know, what would you do about China? Uh, It didn't go well. As you know, in Vancouver. But the ambassador from China accused Canada of, quote, white supremacy. If you were the prime minister, what would you say to the Chinese right now? Sorry, who accused who of uh, white supremacy? It it did not get better. like a second city skit, right? Well, his second answer was about Trump. I mean, he just, either he didn't, no one prepped him on this, because the the reality is these politicians have people around them. They have people that feed them answers. They go over every little detail that could possibly come up so that they're prepped. And he was not prepped at all. Yeah, and it's yeah, definitely possible that he's just poorly staffed, but it's also possible. No, no, no. It's no, also no, no. possible, <laughs> let me finish, that he's just someone who's not interested in anything besides his very nice suits. So maybe that a friend of mine was seated next to him at a fundraising dinner of some sort of charity gala, and Mr. Singh asked her a question, what was her favorite book? And she answered it because she's a normal person who has a favorite book. And so she asked him what his favorite book was. Because you see, if you need to get through a simple human interaction by having these canned questions and you're a politician... And, and and it's, what's your favorite book? You should also have an answer, because that's going to be the normal human interaction. Well, what's oh, his favorite what's book? Your favorite book? What's his favorite book? He was unable to answer it. Dick and Jane? He didn't, no. he didn't have an answer. I, I think he probably thought that Evan was talking about some sort of Chinese takeout and didn't know about that either. Well, look, the guy wants to be prime minister, and Wait, in eight right, and a half supremacy? months, I mean, look. He's never going to make prime minister Well, he's not, that. but here's the thing. I mean, for all this talk about Justin Trudeau not being ready, I mean, here's a guy who's even less ready. But, you know, at the provincial level, he, he kind of impressed everybody because he was fancy, he was the new kid on the block. But at the federal level, look, he's not, he's just not ready. And I got to be honest, I would think that those in the NDP are ready to just, like, Well, they're stuck with him. I mean, because yeah, he's... Let's see. I don't know about that. No, no, yeah, but <laughs> say he doesn't win the by-election, is it in Surrey? They've got somebody else who's not going to be in the government as their leader again. Yeah. Well, well they done. They have time to replace well, They have more than enough time. Which could be a very, very good thing for uh, the NDP, a very bad thing for Justin Trudeau, and a pretty good thing for Andrew Scheer. So, so it's interesting. What this reminds me of, though, if you think back to Gary Johnston, most people won't know what that name means. He was the governor of New Mexico, and he ran. He was a Republican governor of New Mexico, and he ran for uh, president last time as uh, the Libertarian Party uh, nominee. And he was on Morning Joe, and he was asked a question. It was, what would you do about Aleppo? And his response was, oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Oh, yeah. 
what's Aleppo? <laughs> and I think for a lot of folks, no, normal people don't watch CTV Question Period. But this is being clipped on Twitter. It's being clipped on news broadcasts. It's on every radio well, you show. You should know what's the going on in People now, yeah. people now know who Jagmeet Singh is. He's the guy that can't answer basic questions. But somebody should give them an IQ test and a general knowledge test before they let them run for so the. That would uh, mean a lot of people. That's don't run why in Doug Ford had to cast the size of council because they gave <laughs> they gave city council a IQ test and they realized right. we have too many people here. But and I gotta he be honest. Count that high. Uh, but they they could very well get him get rid of him as leader, and I think anybody they put in will automatically start at least re, re, you know resonate. It will give some hope to to some of the members because if you're an NDP member right now, you've got to be as frustrated as all. As you all do right. realize you wa- wag your finger at me when you talk. Yeah, you, you, you inspire actually, that. It's Andy. not Alex. You you solicit that. I have reaction. a five year old. Okay, you guys are a lot of like. <laughs> 18-year-old Saudi team Rahaf Mohammed Al-Kunin. She got here to Toronto on Saturday. She, uh, of course, escaped Saudi Arabia after rejecting Islam, which is a crime that uh, leads to death. And I think Canada was absolutely right to bring her here. But I do think um, the Foreign Affairs Minister, Christian Freeland, parading her out there for a photo op was about as cringeworthy, you know, a moment as I can recall. And I'll start with you on this, Andy, because if you use an asylum seeker as, as a trophy in this society, in this stage and age, I think I think we've lost our, our way in this country, if that's how we're acting. Or am I, I just being I, too, I, too... I think you're being too whatever you were about to do before I cut you off. <laughs> uh, whatever it is, you are being too. No, mm. I don't think we're being too. I expect it. Oh. Uh, that, when, when she walked out, yeah, I saw the clip on the news and I saw her standing there, you know, the good old politician, the arm rounded. I just went, yeah, this is normal. And I, I think that's the route we've got. I think politicians have, let's, let's get every... Because had she not done that, somebody else would have no, criticized no, no, no. her. She should have been taken out of that airport privately, behind closed doors. Well, it's a great, put in a what car. do you guys call a photo opportunity? You yeah. shouldn't use uh, regular yeah. folks uh, for photo ops, especially one who are going to have security concerns. And Political this, asylum This young seeker? woman is absolutely going to have a security concern. So this is a great immigration story. This is, this is Canada taking someone, this is something we should do more of and not less of. And unfortunately, there was a time in Canadian history where we did less of this. Uh, so I think as Canadians, we should be really happy that this young woman's here and that she can be safe. She deserves privacy. She deserves normalcy. And yes, yeah, should, should she in have a meeting? In this day and age, you don't get privacy. You don't get she, well, privacy. You don't get, I don't care. She I don't care whether it. you deserve it or not, but you don't get it in this day and age. I the think, privacy well, think, thing, that boat but, sails. But, but, but should but she Andy, meet with Christian Freeland? Absolutely. Behind in closed doors, right. If, if, if Miss Freeland had just met her at the airport, got her in a car, and t- I don't care. I'm sorry, I'm cynical enough. I think it's what we should do. I think no. it was so, the right no. thing to uh, do. You know what? But and I think it was done privacy. for political People gain deserve too. privacy. And I was at a very, very, very high-end Midtown Toronto grocery store last two Fridays ago, and I saw someone wearing a ball hat with dark glasses on while shopping mm. because she wanted privacy. Who was that? Our foreign minister. Oh. And I didn't bother her because Krista Freeland, she too, <laughs> well, at a very high-end you. grocery store, deserves you privacy. Are such a dweeb. You were the only person on the face of the planet would recognize who to say You know what? I only recognize her, recognized her because she was you, trying to be disguised. <laughs> there you go. But you can, are a sad case, No, no, it. he might be a sad case, but, but the <laughs> bottom line is, when you're a political asylum seeker, it'd be no different than the, the guy that wrote Satanic Verses, what, Raush, um, Salman Rushdie, uh, Salman Rushdie. Who then had a fox exactly, exactly. The same thing is basically, she is has rejected Islam. That is like a killing offense, and there'll be ha- many that are happy to carry that out. So I'm just saying, have your moment, but do it behind closed doors. I don't think it's right, but it's, it, to me it was expected. I didn't even think about it till you brought it up well, as a subject corrupted. tonight. Probably. You're part of the problem. Okay, move <laughs> on. <laughs> Alex Pearson, this is Global News Radio. Hey, no name-calling here. Just differing opinions going head-to-head.
with Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Got Andy Stinton and Michael Diamond uh, joining us for this counterpoint. Let's start with a story that kind of caught a lot of uh, eyebrows going up. A couple of Toronto cops under investigation. Um, After several videos at a downtown bar were posted online, and they're having just a little too much fun. I get that cops have to go into a a club and look around, whatever, but (laughs) they were clubbing. There's video all over... All over the place showing these guys uh, putting, you know, the women in handcuffs, uh, posing for pictures inside the club. Then you go, one of these women getting into the back of the cruiser. There's another video taken from the back of the cruiser showing YouTube pulled up on the officer's dashboard. Now, why are you giggling? Because you don't care. I have no I idea what to Andy, say about Andy it. And the handcuff thing. So. <laughs> there you go. Well, what, what person doesn't? But that's not this point. I mean, look, the Toronto cops have had a really rough go with, you know, we've got cops eating edibles and going up trees. We've just, it has not been a banner year for the Toronto cops. This to me is... I don't know what the hell they were doing. I read this and thinking, okay, you want to pick up young ladies, probably doing it opposite a club on a club strip opposite a radio station is probably not the brightest thing to do but in a day and age of, of cell phones everywhere what would you th- how would you think that this was a good idea yeah. i don't know look everything's immortalized maybe now. they could become leader of the ndp party right because the cops or the girls no the cops well look uh, anyone I, would be an improvement be so <laughs> Yeah, look, uh, yeah, uh, you know, we should expect more from uh, police officers, definitely. And uh, in this day and age, it's just really foolish to think that there's anywhere where you won't be on camera. So you're doing something that people find funny, like putting them in handcuffs. Of course, someone's taking a photo. Yeah, of f- course, yeah. that photo is ending up on Facebook. And of course, everyone's going to see it. And Can we file this under stupidity and move on? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But we have to pay for the stupidity because now they're on, on leave and we still have to pay for this crap while they investigate it. I mean, it, it, it's just common Why are they sense. investigating it? There's photos. Like, well, move exactly. on, fire and move <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, it doesn't happen like that. Nope, know. there's a union. <laughs> a court today ruling there's no uh, reason to rush this hearing forcing the ombudsman to probe the whole Ron Tavener hiring. So this would be a setback for the applicant who just happens to be OPP Deputy Blair, the guy who raised all the conditions of the hiring. Meanwhile, Globe and Mail reporting Tavner had met with Premier Ford multiple times uh, leading up to this appointment. They had a dinner, uh, apparently with the hiring official who vetted Mr. Tavner. Um, Ford was asked about this today by uh, Sean O'Shea, who is our global colleague, and he was at the auto show in Detroit. Here is what Mr. Ford said about, you know, will he be hiring Mr. Tavner? This is a political appointment. We went through the proper process. Ron Tavner was chosen with an impeccable record of 50 years. And I can tell you one thing, the frontline OPP officers, if there was a straight up election, <laughs> which we can't have, Ron Tavner would win with 95%. As far as I'm concerned, he'll be taking the job. And then he has a, a mess to clean up at uh, HQ up in, in Aurelia. There's a problem on the front lines. People aren't listening to the frontline officers. They need leadership that will take care of them. And there's no better person than Ron Tavner to take care of the frontline police officers and take care of communities right across Ontario. Okay, Andy, what's this with all these faces? This is a political... Br- this does make me mad. <laughs> this thing smells to all high heaven. He's out at a golf club with not only Ford, but one of the people on, on the board. That the hiring pay, the, yeah. the hiring crew. They're all out together. But I've had no influence. And you know what? If this is a political appointee, which we know political appointees, and, and you know, there is some favoritism there, why are you going out and, and like, billboarding for him? Oh, he's the most... De- just say, 
I've got no comment, the system will work. Not go on with an ad for Taverna. It's just so suspicious. Well, you shouldn't comment because it's yeah, his he, he shouldn't be it. giving, you know, he's out there billboarding no, for No, no, no. Well, do you think no, he actually the, put those the, the pictures premier. out? I mean, that, those pictures were obviously no, he's discovered. he's saying he's the best. Well, well, he, okay, that's why the premier is the putting question. him in this position because the premier believes that Ron Tavner is the best person for this job and, and that's what the premier was elected to do. Oh, oh, oh yes. It's okay grandstanding with a... a Somebody coming through the airport, a refugee, and using them for political purposes. Now, that's this a little different. <laughs> They're it's giving okay, Mr. Tavner an appointment to a very important job for which he's which eminently looks qualified. to me, allegedly, like it could be corrupt. Well, you know what? That's we'll, we'll look. I don't we know what happened. Very smart to use that word because there's nothing corrupt about this. No, Andy. there's nothing corrupt about there's it. No. However, I mean, look, he's allowed to make his own appointments. The problem for Ford is the optics because he said he would not do the political appointments. But the bottom line is they're allowed well, to. It's just it doesn't look. No, right. he said the days of picking winners and losers and get people getting rich off of the government are over. He he is he was elected and he needs to appoint people to these roles that who he is friends. comfortable of. Well, that is not a process. When it's your best friend, but you best are best friends. Ron Tavner and Doug Ford became best friends when the media decided to no, make Doug Ford and Ron Tavner best friends. Why do you have your hand up? I was going to shut you up. Oh, okay. Oh, but anyway, God, finish geez. up your to- point there, Mr. Andy. No, it's, okay. it's the same as the previous point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one's for you. Uh, the next couple are for you. I'll be, you do need to shave that thing <laughs> no. off. Uh, what? what is that thing? I don't know thing. what that thing is. You look, honestly, you look like a... You look like um, the Ikea guy. No mustache, though. <laughs> Not the monkey, like the Ikea guy. Uh, Gillette is becoming the, or has become the latest uh, to cash in on Me Too. It's got this new ad campaign, uh, which puts a new spin on an old campaign. It's, quote, the best a man can get. And it tackles, you know, things like sexism, you know, Me Too, laying responsibility on men to be better. And just, here's a little sample of, of this new campaign. Is this the best a man can get? It's been going on far too long. We can't laugh it off. Who's the daddy? <laughs> what I actually think she's trying to say. Making the same old excuses. Boys will be boys. Boys will oh. be boys. Okay, I've heard enough. This but is something. a stupid campaign, I gotta be honest. <laughs> I don't know why I'm the one defending men so much of late, because they don't seem to defend themselves, or Gillette would not be doing this, because, you know, if you're going to put out this campaign, why bother shaving it all? Let just men be all natural and hairy. You know? Oh, oh, I got why you commented on my beard now, because it was a, a segue into this. You're good. You're a professional. I shaved yesterday. Yes. Oh, anyway, yes. This annoys me, too. It really I mean, annoys me, because I just is, don't understand why. It annoys me, because it's taking advantage of a very serious situation yeah. that should be identified, but now doing an ad campaign about uh. it and... You're the best that men can be. Is it's just not it? Oh, you've got I'm your finger. I'm glad up now. to hear you say that, Andy, because it's very similar to showing up at the airport to greet a refugee coming in, <laughs> and then grandstanding and doing doing some sort of public relations campaign to benefit from that. So you are right now. You were wrong then, but it seems like you've come full circle in this half hour that we have this very special half hour of uh, you, friendship you won't and commentary. Ever let me win, will you? He can't quit you. No. I Bottom know. line, though, I, I don't like the campaign because to me, A, it's not sincere, but B, I, I don't need a shaving company telling guys, I'm just so tired of this, you know, men don't be men crap that's going on. He's not saying don't be. They that's say exactly that. what they're saying. They're I telling you not to be that. a traditional when man. It, they're no, telling it, you don't be like those men of the past. Be one of the new caring, touchy man bun men. 
Which what I'm done really, with those men. Oh, like Jagmeet Singh. No, well, but I don't, what we should, and not Andrew Cohen. What we should really be is like men of the past. The, yes. the honorable, men. respectful men of the yes. past. The great people, uh, you know, the, the, these, these outstanding people who treated everyone well. And we're having affairs with the servants three floors down about well, 100 years ago. Maybe and Thomas Jefferson, babies. but we should be maybe more we like, should step we, back we shouldn't up. be like Thomas Jefferson. We should be like John Adams. Okay, that's Ooh, good. a good beer. Oh, sorry, we know <laughs> that's Sam Adams. We, oh, Sam Adams. Have you got bored with the two of us? I did. Pretty much. <laughs> they were cousins. Do we have? Okay, I have to. Do we have more time to go into another? We do have time. How much time do I have, Dusty? Three minutes. Oh, I've got three minutes. Okay. I guess we do have time for this. I'll talk about R. Kelly. This is a docuseries I have been watching. I feel like I've been watching it for 25 years, but apparently it's only when this thing goes on TV that people go, oh, what? Huh? He did stuff that was bad for the last 25 (laughs) years. Nonetheless, I mean, this has like been the worst kept secret. The guy's been through court and everything else. And there are now people saying, well, I got to disassociate themselves. But there are also a number of people who are saying... You know, hey, let him let him enjoy his legacy, including Kanye West, who says, like Michael Jackson, it's okay to like their mi- music. Everybody, they want the uh, art from the artist, but anytime they do anything erratic, they just gonna pull up full documentaries on them, and then they gonna come with the Michael documentary, then they gonna come with the doc. We can enjoy all their music all we want. I thought I wasn't going to go there today, but... All right. I've heard enough of Kanye. His wife came out very quickly and said, no, 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 he didn't mean that. He didn't mean that. But, like, I don't understand why it's taking a docu-series to get people to pay attention. But should he be able to just be left alone like Michael Jackson, that pervert? No. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Jackson was never left alone. That's um, some revisionist history (laughs) from R. Kelly there. He was left alone with all the wrong people. (laughs) I, I mean, through the history of mankind, which is, just so you know, I'm going that far back, Michael... Entertainers have always been special people when it comes to the war. According to them. No, entertainers have always been specifically set aside and given aside and given specialist rights and privileges. You look during the war, yep. they did not have to join up and go to fight. There's a whole movie about that from Andy's youth, Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> yeah, they don't go to war, they're okay. Trump doesn't go to war. No, no but, anyway, but they're we'll entertainers, so yes. they get this past. Do I agree with it? But I still think he's going to get taken to court. I think the sad he thing went, is. already went to court. I think and the sad thing is off. you took six hours of your life to, to look at something. I mean, that could have been shown to you. Okay. In well, I've, been, so, I, I've known about this for a long time. A few but things I, on R. Kelly. One, yeah. Remix to Ignition, great song. Ugh, Number two, I remember music. being in Spain in high school and I couldn't sleep and I turned on the TV and I found I Mad I found Mad God. TV and they had a skit about R. Kelly and it was a music video to an R. Kelly song <laughs> called World's Greatest Statutory Rapist. <laughs> Jesus. Get out. Yes, it was very funny. <laughs> well, I think the, I think he, the, it was going to happen. He's going to get nailed. I think he's going to have legal proceedings against him. Lock him know. up. Well, yeah. well you, you'd have thought that in the last couple of decades it did not happen. So we will wait and see, Mr. Andy. We'll wait and see. No, he's, he's uh, trust me. Right. Trust me on this one. Guys, take this at home. Take it to the bank. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Go buy a lottery ticket. All right, guys, got to leave it there. Thank you very much, Mr. Stinton. Thank you, Mr. Much. Mr. Much. Mr. Diamond. Mr. Much. Mr. Must. Uh, quick break here, and we'll talk about why the premier is, in fact, in Detroit, because Ontario's open for business. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.